is it going everybody? Welcome to 2021 and welcome to the return of Buddy's House of Horror podcast. I'm going to be doing another unscripted intro for you guys. Just going to speak from the heart, speak from the soul. 2020 is done. I decided to take the rest of the year off after October. Um, 31 videos in 31 days really takes it out of you. And November and December were incredibly busy for me. Some really high highs, some really, really low lows. Um, and just a ton of things going on the past few months. So I decided to take a couple months off of the podcast. Um, I still had two nerds of podcasts going on. So you guys can go and check out those episodes if you wish. Um, but as far as the House of Horror, I decided to take the rest of the year off. But it's January. It's a brand new year. And I'm bringing the show back. I want to have at least a couple episodes coming out every single month for you guys. Whether they be podcasts, videos on my YouTube channel. Just something going on every month for the House of Horror. I don't want to restrict it solely to October. Um, I want to keep it going year-round. Of course, October is going to be the big month for the House of Horror. A ton of things coming out in October. Um, but I want to keep things going throughout the year, keep you guys entertained. Um, and it's going to start with this. So we're going to be doing another episode of Underrated Films with me and Midnight Miles, the Midnight Mandroid. Um, we're going to be talking about a few films. These were both his choice to do this week. Um, we're going to be talking about Victor Crowley and The Sacrament. Um, had a ton of fun watching these films with Miles. And this is an episode you guys are going to want to watch all the way through because there's a very special surprise about halfway through the episode. A very, very special surprise for you guys um, at about the midway point of this episode. So you guys definitely don't want to miss that. Um, I've been babbling long enough, and we're just going to get right to the episode, you guys. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to my show on YouTube. Of course, all of my videos come out on my YouTube channel as well as the podcast. And if you're solely listening to the audio version of these things, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys get your podcasts. It really helps me out a lot. If you are given the option to leave a rating or a review on your respective podcast site. Make sure you guys go ahead and do that. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the show, spread the word about the House of Horror. I'm really trying to make this a big special thing, so I want you guys to do the best you can, help me out, get some viewers on these episodes, and help spread the love of horror, um, because that's what this is all about, just spreading the good word of horror um, and entertaining you guys, and hopefully you guys enjoy the show. So as I said, we're just going to get right to the episode this week you guys so enjoy this episode of underrated films with buddy the bruiser and midnight miles all right everybody welcome back to the show of our ongoing series where we're going to be watching some underrated films this is the the mystery episode is that what, what, I, I what's going well, on well, the first, well i mean the people watching it they're gonna know what we're watching but i have no idea what we're watching not, I, I thought i'd throw a little bit of a surprise you know buddy doesn't even know what we're watching uh and it's it's funny because i'm about to pull it out i actually have the film hidden in my cooler that's sitting right <laughs> next to me so i'm i made sure that uh i kept this a surprise it's nice and cold for uh, us nice it's uh, what if the what it's if on the ice right now frozen it doesn't even work that would be you know just pulled it out it's like mr freeze uh, yeah but yeah i i decided we talked the other day about um about some films and then you would snuck something in a comment and i said well i have no idea what you're talking about but he okay no, he was probably <laughs> I snuck in a comment and, 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 it and his, his, his he hasn't seen it see i'm i'm i very much pay attention to detail so i know you were telling me i'm a very detail-oriented man so uh i said uh, my brain started you know going and i said well we're gonna do this next this next podcast this next week and i want to do two of my underrated films so this this one is kind of i'd say it's underrated with horror fans where this this like film and other films that are with this people kind of roll their eyes a little bit i think also because the fan base is kind of a little rabid about this uh just like they're kind of rabid about let's say rob zombie or like the saw films and stuff i feel like people started rolling their eyes like some like older horror fans some, some right. stuff in the 2000s like oh you know there's that there's so and so that loves rob zombie films right. things like that i know a lot of horror fans don't realize this but if you talk to like older horror fans about certain things like that 
they're like, oh yeah, those those people just like Rob Zombie films, or that they just like Eli Roth films, or things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, they it's don't a fucking mark for Rob Zombie. Basically, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling terminology. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but it's a good film. I think this is <laughs> underrated. I got to see this with the director at the screening. Yeah. So yeah, so, so you're I'm, a mark for this. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a mark. He was, uh, it was, it was good. But uh, I'm gonna open up the cooler now. Uh, I'm in such suspense right now. And we're gonna, we're gonna oh do. Oh my god, Victor Crowley, aka Hatchet Four. Oh my god. And you don't have to. The best part of this because you said you saw the first two hatchets. So this was literally yesterday. Was when you came up with this because we had this conversation yesterday. How I saw the first. Two Hatchet this films. This was actually two days ago. This was two days ago? Oh, sorry. Because I watched, I watched yeah. Hatchet 3, and you were commenting because it was on my story about how insane it is. And yeah. It's, but I thought the conversation happened yesterday. It was the conversation no, two I days ago. Was, I, you know what? I don't know. Because you watched it's it too. It's, yeah, it's all a blur. It's all a blur, man. But I haven't watched this since I bought the Blu-ray. I actually got this like semi-recently because I, I went to actually... I actually bought this not knowing for this film series. I was looking yeah. for other films, and I saw they had this on Blu-ray for like a decent price, and I was like, oh, I need that. Yeah. So, here it by is. luck of the draw, it became part of the, uh, became part of the underrated film series. I haven't heard almost anyone talk about this sequel, and it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and the character that survives from the first film actually, I think... If I remember right, I'm only seeing this once. Reprises his role from the first film, okay. so you didn't have to see Hatchet Three at all to watch this. So I thought okay. I also realized I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So, so question. So I'm seeing on the cover here it says "Return to His Swamp." So in the third one, are they not in the Bayou anymore? No, they're, <laughs> they're still in the Bayou. Don't even look at the fucking tagline. I don't. <laughs> AK, he's always in his fucking swamp killing. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's ready to kill. Look at the back. I mean, yeah. Uh. So yeah, I saw the first two Hatchet films in 2011. I want to say it was like right after the second one had released. The first one's like a little older. This the first one came out in 2000. I think it does say 2007, and I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, but the second one definitely came out 2011 because that's when I saw both of them. Okay, well, funny story about the second one. The second one was released... Are you sure it was 2011? It was close to no, that. No, you're right. I was in college. 2010. Was... So then I saw it in 2011. Cause okay. Because I, I didn't see it in... Th- I don't know if it went to theaters, it, but I saw that's it. Where um, my, that's where my story yeah. is going to say. Okay, all right. It well, was, let's let's it, go. Hatchet 2, because Hatchet 1 did so well on home video. I mean, I guess it sold a shit ton of copies. Like, literally made yeah. a ton of money on video. Probably around the time because Walmart and a lot of these places, Anchor Bay was getting really big in the because Anchor Bay put out the first right, yeah. hatchet film. Anchor Bay was pumping DVDs out. It's a big box store. It was actually they were actually doing really well. They just on marketing alone, Hatchet One sold a fuck ton of DVDs. I mean I yeah. guess that's the it made a ton of money. So Hatchet Two was gonna be the first unrated film in a wide release theaters in i think it was 25 years really so it was a big deal the mpaa was gonna let it everything was gonna get everything was you know whatever so they go to put it in amc was gonna do it i was gonna drive this was when i think right when i had gotten to college i was gonna drive to the theater in pittsburgh the amc was like more towards downtown and go see it I couldn't see it until Saturday or Sunday. They released, they did a, you know, preview showings on Thursday. Right, yeah, yeah. By Saturday afternoon, they ripped it out of every theater almost in America. That's crazy. Because it was so gory and violent. And I don't know how, but for some reason, I don't think any of the, like, major chain owners or anything... Watch the all. film before they put it out, before they agreed to put it into the theaters. Uh, it's kind of like a random anomaly of like I still remember I was like went to buy my ticket and they was it was like it was just erased from the face of the planet and it did 
didn't do millions the preview night, but it did six figures and it made. I don't know what it. I think it. I think in forty eight hours it made it made over a million, which doesn't sound like much now. So do they just pull it from like the complaints or? Yeah, b- yeah, yeah, because people, people, w- some people I think went to see it not really knowing what it was. Yeah, and <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, imagine if you're the average theater goer, and you want to see a horror movie. Mind you, okay, so 2011 things like that. Paranormal Activity was getting big, and so, yeah. so you're like, oh, I want to go see Hatchet because I'm trying to get into horror film. Maybe. Maybe you drop your 15-year-old off there or you go to take them to it. Yeah. And the first thing you see is somebody getting cut in half completely. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a big culture shock and probably, yeah. you know, I mean, shit like that. Uh, I was very disappointed that I didn't see Hatchet <laughs> yeah. 2 in theaters. I was actually, I was so bummed. I was pretty pissed. Um, but I've always been a big fan of the series. He took a long break, Adam Green did. In between, he actually didn't direct three. He wrote and edited three, but he didn't direct it. His friend directed it. But he took a break, a long break, worked on some other stuff, and then decided to do Hatchet 4, which was Victor Crowley. And he actually took it on like an old road tour. Like he went he went city yeah. to city, premiering it in theaters all across America, and then spoke afterwards and stuff like that. And that's what you were at? And that's what I was at. I bought tickets to it, and then I decided to wait in line to meet him afterwards. I don't know why I did. <laughs> well, because there were so many people, and I'm pretty sure I waited half asleep. I I drank coffee. I I went and watched this movie sober, by the way, which a hatchet film is usually not something. It definitely <laughs> the more substances in your body, the better a hatchet film is. Um, just being honest, you know, Adam Green, if you're listening to this, you know this is true too. Yeah. Uh, but I just had I just drank coffee that night and I went to watch this. I waited in line to meet him. I was almost like a zombie. I didn't realize how much time passed. I was in line for an hour waiting to meet him. And this is a weeknight, like a oh, Wednesday really? night. And I had to work and I get up to meet him and he's like, hey, he's like still kind of stoked. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And we're talking. Because he actually was having conversations with everyone. Yeah. There's also why it was t- he was having minutes of conversations, trying to be nice, interact with everyone. Yeah. And I remember getting up there and I think I maybe wanted to say something about a film or ask about something and I just was like he's like you know being nice and I just turned said I thought the film was great I took a picture with him like this half asleep and I walked right out of the fucking theater I said I just was Classic. so it was just <laughs> dude it was like 11 something at night I had worked all day I was honestly I was just like what did I even it was like a blur like the whole thing but he really loves film he seems like a really because he actually spoke before the film, too. Like, he seemed like yeah. a, a genuinely, like, really cool dude. So, yeah. I'm really excited to watch this a second time because I haven't seen it since that. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, you're ready for some, some. We haven't watched anything that's been. We haven't watched anything cool. like. Yeah. Well, no, we watched Undead's pretty fucking gory. Yeah. We were laughing at that. But this is. This isn't so much a horror comedy. You're going to laugh at it, but it's not a horror <laughs> comedy. <laughs> The kills are comedic, but uh, and you haven't seen this, so I'm excited. No, I haven't seen it. No, I'm, hopefully you get a few buddy chuckles out of this. Yeah, movie. I'm stoked. Um, yeah, so we're about to we're about to pop this in and and watch it here. Um, so yeah, if you guys wanted to watch it along with us, uh, this will be your chance coming up. Probably, uh, I would say Amazon Prime or some of these places probably. Have yeah, you could probably Prime. stream it right now. Yeah, somewhere. Um, if not, yeah, Amazon's always the place to get stuff if you don't shop online uh i don't know where'd you get yours i know you don't shop online where'd you find that he's pondering a couple video stores that day this might have been this might have been the exchange i don't know if this was fye or not it was either like fye or the exchange okay yeah so you can get it used somewhere even yeah Yeah, so i mean some places still have a new i mean i don't know you might be able to I'm not a Walmart guy, as no one knows tonight, but I, I remember this was in Walmart, I think, when I went with someone randomly. So you might, you know what you can find the bargain bins. I'm a bargain yeah. bin guy. You might be able to yeah. find this for seven fifty or something. I don't remember what I paid for it, but uh, probably around the $10 range, yeah. you get yourself a copy of Victor Crowley. Yeah. 
So yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna pop this in. Uh, if you guys haven't already, because we didn't say this at the beginning, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show, leave us a rating, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that during the break, uh, which is happening right now. Let's get to it. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. I uh, hope you checked it out along with us because. That was a fucking blast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, see, that's what, that's what you needed. Uh, just some wild gore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think? I'll let you go first since you haven't seen it. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a ton of fun, man. Um, humor was good throughout. Um, again, lots of good kills. Um, Kane Hodder was looking in shape. <laughs> he, like, he definitely was showing some age, but, like, he was still pretty built. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what else, I don't really know what to say. I mean, we'll get into the, the plot and stuff, but just, like, overall, like, general thoughts and everything, I thought it was, thought it was a good time. It's exactly so. what you, like, I don't understand people that don't like slashers or really gory slashers because they are just so over the top that I just can't understand not enjoying them. Like, you have a bad day, or you have, like, a, or, or maybe you're lost in your thoughts or something, or I don't know. I get that way probably too much at times, and I'm like, man, I need something to just turn the whole day around. Let me watch someone just do hilarious things to someone, like punching someone's head off, cutting someone's head off, ripping somebody's arms off. I mean, stuff that's just otherworldly. That's the shit I'm trying to see in film. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> It's definitely not one that takes itself very seriously at all. That's what we need, especially in 2020. I need just something that's refreshingly insane. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Victor Crowley. It's the. Uh, this is the fourth in the it's franchise, the as we mentioned. So I said that I had seen the first two. I didn't see the third one. You rewatched the third one just the fairly other night. recently. Just. Just a few nights ago, yeah. Um, but I will say, like, if you haven't seen the other ones, like, this one does, like, a good job, like, at the beginning, like, setting up, like, the basic general idea of it. So, like, really, because, like, I barely remember the plot of the first two. Right. I just right. remember, I mean, it's in the swamp and the guy's killing people or whatever. Like, I don't remember plot points. Like, you don't really need to see the other ones to enjoy this one, which is probably why they called it victor crowley instead of calling it like hatchet four or whatever to try to bring in like some new people um but yeah saw some familiar faces in there there's some recurring characters um there's q from impractical jokers is in there right um a couple others i said like uh the uh what is the publicist is actually angela from sleepaway camp the little girl in that this is her as an adult yeah and uh she plays uh the andrew young character his publicist and then there was also like i had mentioned to you someone's like more more modern quote-unquote screen queen tip tiffany uh was it sheepish sheppish i don't know if i fucked the last name up i'm sorry but uh some notable, I'd say, like, horror actors. Yeah. Adam Green made his... He always makes a cameo in all the films. He made his cameo as one of the pilots. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the cast was, like, a good ensemble cast for what they yeah. had to work with. They, they you right. know... They took it... It's funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but the cast put in enough where they were like, oh, yeah, I'm still working on a film. Like, it wasn't just complete shit teen dialogue the whole time right like the only one that's like completely over the top is like the uh what's his name the fucking tour guide or whatever the tour guide. but like that's his character is like to be ridiculous but like it added the needed humor or a needed crutch in some scenes for sure you know yeah um yeah so basically so there's a lot of parallels in this between and like you had mentioned before um, we watched the film. You mentioned Rob Zombie a couple times. Um, there's definitely some Halloween 2, like, Rob Zombie vibes in this. I mean, like, he's uh, the character of Andrew Young. He survived all the events of the other Hatchet films, obviously. And he writes a book about it, which is similar in H2, where, um, what's his name? Loomis writes the book or whatever, and everyone sees him as, like, an asshole. Um, so it's similar to that. 
Um, he's going on like these talk shows. His ex-wife hosts the talk show. She's like grilling him and stuff. And uh, basically, everyone thinks that he murdered the somehow people. murdered yeah. forty people. That's the whole tongue in cheek of the whole thing. One dude more murdering forty people, and he only had DNA on two of them. And he's the most average Joe, just, just the average guy. I mean, not yeah. doesn't seem to be some uh, maniacal genius or anything like that. I mean, but that's the whole thing. It's just like the guy just has a complete shit life after everything that's yeah. happened to him. Uh, but he gets offered part of the plot. His publicist, who whatever, we'll throw a little spoiler in. Hopefully, you watched it with us, but publicist lies to him about an insane amount of money to go out there and and to go back and be filmed at the swamp again and his reaction tell the story uh probably because she was getting a very good amount of money they never say that but that seems to be what right what's actually going on um and so they get on a plane the, the studio's private plane plane has a little bit of an engine issue before they get out there. They say that, and they say they fixed it or whatever, and then they leave. Well, the main, you know, part of the plot, they crash land in Victor Crowley's <laughs> swamp. So, yeah. as you can tell, the Andrew Young character uh, is right back at it again. Uh, and there's also an inspiring film crew. Yeah, so that's that's part of what we didn't mention. So, like... There's a film crew, it's, like, a boyfriend and girlfriend and, like, their other friend. Um, They go to, like, Andrew Young's, like, book signing or whatever to, like, try to get him to act in their uh, slasher film concept trailer. It's not, like, a full feature. She's, like, doing, like, a pitch or whatever. Um, So, like, they go to his book signing, which is a great scene, by the way. There's, like... There's titties in it. And a dick. There's a really small dick in it. it <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, like, I feel like that's the definition of a chode, right? Yes, that a is. A chode dick. He, both of his testicles were bigger than his cock, individually. Yeah. And then his testicles underneath were huge compared to his dick. Yeah. So, so yeah, great scene. Kudos <laughs> to that man for just throwing his... That thing <laughs> couldn't have been much more than an inch long. I mean, yeah. I feel a little bad for him, but let's... It's all right. I think my dick just shrunk a little thinking about how <laughs> yeah. everybody... Because there really wasn't a whole lot going on no. there. I mean, I... Hey, if you got a dick that size, I guess, you know, who cares if someone sees it, you know? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that was a real dick, too. If we're I would, I would hope so, I'm yeah. thinking that was a real dick. Hey, if the girl was showing her real tits, I mean, the guy can show his real dick. I think so. that was the whole thing. Keep it equal. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people say there's not enough dick in film. Well, if you want some dick in a film... Victor, Victor Crowley. Crowley. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So they they're going down to the bayou as well, like separately to shoot this film, where they meet up with this tour guide guy, um, who wants to be an actor. He's like an aspiring actor, and he, um, shows them the ropes and everything, and then they witness the cra- the the plane crash, like they hear it or whatever. So that's how the two groups kind of come together. Um. And I guess spoiler alert for this because I was sort of shocked when this happened because they were building up the girl filmmaker as like the main like actress of the film, but then she gets she, she gets the hatchet pretty early on. We'll say she doesn't. This. She doesn't. I think she might make it to like the forty minute mark. Maybe I think she she might she might almost make it to that only because she gets her uh, spoiler face busted through a window, but not enough to kill her, and then. We won't spoil her actual kill, but uh, she doesn't have it so yeah. lucky about five minutes later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good little twist there. Her character really overall does not matter at all, essentially, yeah. for, the, for the film. Yeah. Um, i trying to think of what else to say without giving, like, a bunch away. Um, I will say, yeah, I mentioned that, like, the humor is, like, solid throughout the entire thing. It's funny the whole time. Um... I don't know, there's just, like, some, like, nitpicky stuff, and, like, it's not, like, a bad thing, but, like, you're watching it, and, like, there's, like, so many just decisions that the characters, like, could have made that they just didn't, just but that just sort of, like, adds, adds to, like, the absurdity of it, um, but, yeah, like, without getting into spoilers or anything, but, like, they could I don't have know, done a, yeah. they could have done a lot of things differently, di- they could have done something towards a certain character a lot differently, yeah, or attempted to try a little harder, uh, 
especially once his character had a motive to keep them alive. Right. It's kind of just like, eh. Um, There's a lot of standing around. <laughs> a lot of standing and uh, pointing fingers, you know, not really doing a whole lot. A lot of thumbs and asses. Uh, oh, well. Uh, side note, don't ever have a museum of a serial killer or a tour of a serial killer where you leave all of his weapons out. So if his ghost or undead body comes back, he has all of his weapons just readily available to kill again. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. Um, great special effects, though. The, great all, effects, All yeah. four of these films, practical effects... Obviously, some of it they're not they're going for insanity of gore and what they can do. Not everyone has a bunch of uh, realism to them. Uh, there's yeah. definitely some that has some crazy looking realism, but uh, I give it up to the effects crew because they really you can tell they bust their asses to make everything under the sun: body parts, heads, uh, full you know blood tubing into like cadavers and you know the whole a lot of so much time goes into prepping the effects for these films that's why i think i love them so much too yeah um yeah i mean yeah the film was just like a ton of fun um and i would i would hope it was fun to make it as well um i don't know yeah i mean it was just in general it was just like a really good time like it's not one of those like so gory like oh i can hardly watch like it's like fun the whole time i mean there's nothing about it that's like shit your pants scary or anything like it's all just no, like it's, it's all, all just like you see good, good coming, vibes why they almost make suspense like you heard me laugh in advance a couple yeah. times because i was remembering the film as it was being played and i was like oh i can't wait for this scene when they do this or i can't wait for this scene when they do this i will say watching hatchet three a few days before hatchet three <clears throat> is a better film but Victor Crowley and Hatchet 3 are very different films. Victor Crowley is much more, I think, a return to form towards the first one, where it is, despite it being a lot of comic relief, it's still... Him himself is played very straightforward. It's like a menacing horror villain. Which he is in the other films, but 3 is definitely a lot more... I don't want to say it's action horror but a little bit because there's a there's a whole there's like three or four groups of teams in three there's a lot of characters the body count is very (laughs) high um there'll be times where five or six people die within a minute i mean it's (laughs) and it's all shown you know i mean he definitely as we were talking about a little a little bit about hatchet before you know, before the uh, break and we watched it, Hatchet 2, uh, I'm very surprised that he was able to get the budget he had for Hatchet 3 because it's... It, he's lucky the location, probably, budget on all these was very simple because all the money went into securing certain actors and actresses and effects. Right. I mean, they look good, I think, for what they are. I mean, Oh, yeah, lighting, for sure, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. For considering, <clears throat> honestly, all four of these besides... I think maybe three had the most interior shots because they shoot in a police station, a couple of houses, things like that. Oh, really? But a lot of this is dark at night. Either outside or in the plane, yeah. Well, in the plane in this one, yeah. The plane's like... The plane's almost its own character in this. Excuse me. But... And I also said that he said they actually bought a dismantled plane... Right. It wasn't just one of those things where once you look inside the plane, the outside walls and everything were like, you know, it was just windows. It wasn't like a, he actually, they actually used an old plane, an old plane to actually make the film. And it was actually, I think he said on top of some kind of water tank. So the water rushing in, you know, everything. Yeah, so it was like on some sort of rig where it's like, yeah. He tried to keep everything as quote-unquote real as possible and even with the practical effects so he was getting kind of like the right dynamic from the actors and actresses so right so out of all of them which one is like the goriest and then which one's like the best do you think because hmm. it's been because it's been so long since i saw the first two um 
But yeah, and I watched them back to back, so like they kind of like bleed together. They for do, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, and I actually watched two a couple months ago. I fell asleep towards the end of it, uh, but I would keep randomly waking up at the yeah. goriest kills. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of I don't know. I got a good kick out of that the next morning. Um, as you all know, I mean, all of them are. Compared to the average slasher, the average horror film, all four of them are insanely gory. Uh, even this one, I was like, after watching three, I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty gory. But when I really think about it, compared to a lot of other films, right, it's pretty fucking gory. I mean, if we're, yeah. we're just talking about it. I would say th- watching three and the sheer insanity that happens in three, the amount of kills... Three might be the goriest. Mm-hmm. Two has a couple just. Two has a few balls to the walls <laughs> kills. I, it, it's hard. Um, I would probably say one and three are the best films, and it's probably a toss up because they're very, <clears throat> just like most sequels, they start to go in different ways, and right, I appreciate yeah. them for what they are. One's has humor, but it's still very much a very straightforward horror film. Uh, I guess. And it's not... I really don't... They try to keep things tonally in these... This one has quite a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but some of these other ones have tonally... It's a horror film. Yeah. They'll add humor when needed, but it's not straight slapstick all the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, even that intro into this one where it kind of gives an introduction into the Victor Crowley character. It was very straightforward, you know, a girl kind of sang it by a candlelight. It was very yeah. traditional horror backstory. Um, but I think one and three. I think one and three are probably my favorites. I haven't watched one in a really long time. It's actually the only one I don't own on video because the, the Blu-ray has become somewhat hard to find. Um... I'm gonna get it on video. You gotta have. You gotta complete. Yeah, you gotta get the whole set. Um, But I would say it's definitely definitely a toss between one three is being the best. Three is the goriest. It's hard to say that because two is so fucking. Yeah. One has one has my favorite kill in the series though. I guess I'd have to really watch all of them again. But one has an infamous scene where they do a shot where the camera continues to wrap around and like go all the way around the kill. I don't remember, but there's a I, yeah, I couple. Know. There's an old lady and man and woman couple that are doing the swamp tour, and they're running to get away from him. And Victor Crowley runs up, and I, I want to say it's the woman's face, but I could be wrong. It's been a while for me for the first one, the longest I haven't seen the first one. And they grab the face like this and start to pull, and you see the from the jaw, from both the yeah. mandible and the the maxillary jaw, upper and lower, start to open wide like opening the mouth wide camera pans around and it's ripping the mouth open in half and blood shooting yeah. out and everything and they continue to rip the whole skull apart right and they do that pretty close up and that's still there's some I want to watch three again honestly because the kill <laughs> just watched it there's I, well there's another kill in that where he goes up behind a guy and just rips his skin completely off his body like this and blood just flying yeah. it just yeah very inventive kills. I I recommend the whole series. I think the first one is the longest. I think all... Because that one was pretty short. That, that was, was only 80, like 80 minutes. 80 minutes with the credits, roughly. Um, two is like... I want to I say that you could watch all of these back-to-back in probably... Six hours, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Maybe even a little less. Uh, Because I do think one is the longest, if I... One's a little bit longer. Because they really... There's really a good beginning, like, story, you know? Right, yeah. And one. One has a good backstory, and the guy that's the lead in Hatchet went on to act in Avatar a few years after that. Yeah, well, he was in... He was in Frozen. Not Frozen. He was in Spiral, the one that, that... he did after that too. He was in both of 
Adam Green's first two films. Oh, you're talking because he was Joel. In, Joel. Yeah, because he was Mitchell in Dodgeball. Something. Oh, that's with right. like Vince Vaughn, and then he was in Hatchet, and then yeah, he went on to do some. Yeah, he was in Avatar. Yeah, yeah he was. I, and he's he going to be in Avatar. He's going to be in, like, all the Avatars, too. Which is hilarious. I think That's he only so funny, does, yeah. I think he only does um, a couple films a year. Yeah. Because I've seen him on Instagram before. I think he just does acts a couple times a year and yeah. hangs out, I guess. I don't right. know. Right, I mean, if you're in the highest grossing film of all time at a certain period, well, I mean, it's, you can do it's that. It's one of those actors, I think he did a lot, not a lot, but... A handful of films every year for like five or six years. I guess if you don't spend in, think about it, if you yeah. don't spend any of your money. Yeah, you just you make. Hang let's out, say yeah. you make a couple million dollars. Yeah. If you're smart, do you really have to do anything for yeah, 10, like 15 shit, years? Yeah, like shit. Yeah. Like I don't want to work. Like yeah, yeah whatever. Just fucking chill out. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, as I said, like you don't really need to see the other ones to enjoy this one because I mean it's been so long since I saw the first two and I don't really remember anything. Um, so yeah, it even, it works as a standalone piece. Um, but yeah, if you want to marathon the whole thing, uh, go ahead. Cause I do recommend the first ones from what I remember. So they're very fun. I think that they get, I know that I remember talking to some people about the hatchet films and they get, Ooh, you know, yeah, <laughs> but they're good. They're really fun. They're probably honestly some of my favorite modern films to go to for a good time. Mm-hmm. Cause there's no way. You're not going to have a good time. In my, I don't know, something's wrong with you, I think. If you don't have a good time watching one of these Hatchet films, they're just too, just too over the top, too fun. Yeah. I had forgotten that uh, the Andrew Young character or whatever, like, I had forgotten um, the actor who, like, played him, because, like, I don't remember the the first two. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's in General Hospital, which is my mom's favorite show. Oh, like, yeah? Like, he's an actual character on it that's on it every week for, like, the past... I think he's been on... Because I looked it up uh, during the movie. He's been on the show for, like, the past ten years or something every week. So I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, a lot of these people go on to just, like... there's People forget, like, how, how many things are shooting at the same time. Yeah. You can be... You can have a great career, in quote-unquote, in Hollywood, just shooting, just doing anything random. Yeah. TV, B movies for your entire career, you know? I mean, stuff like that, you know? But I don't know where I was going with that. It's getting, yeah, it's getting, it's getting late. We were, uh, yeah. we're burning the, burning the candle here, you know? Uh, trying to get this uh, underrated series done, and we still have another film to do. We do have another film to do, so why don't you set up this next one for us? What's going on, guys? <laughs> hey, what's up? I didn't, I didn't see you outside. Uh, I thought I you had, I thought you just answered the door. I thought that was the, I know, uh, the segue that you guys did for I, me. I, I did answer the door, but I didn't see you pull up, Cap. But it's good to see you. It's been a while, you know? It has been a couple of weeks, like a month. Yeah. Almost a month since last like time that. I saw you. Yeah, something like that. So. But then that, at that time was like the first time I saw you in like... Most of COVID, although like the yeah. whole pandemic era, the pandemic era. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful waterfall. So, all right, so we're about to watch the the sacrament. Uh, the sacrament another one of Miles's underrated underrated, underrated films place, by so. his uh, favorite filmmaker Ty West. Uh, so. he, uh, he's a good. He's good. Modern he's good. He's way he's better good. than John Carpenter. Yeah. I, That's what Miles better, said. With the elite, Straight yeah. up, Miles has said this. You better edit that out. That shit out. But, uh, <laughs> All but right. anyways, <clears throat> I really like this film when it came out. Let's look and see what year it did, because it was definitely one of my favorites year it came out. Was it 2013? Okay. Uh, so, I was kind of like toward the end of the, like, you know, the modern found footage boom, you know, that started with, obviously, Paranormal and kind of was like, that whole six or seven years there. Um, I don't know. I when like, did the last found footage... When did the last... Pa- look. When did the last Paranormal Activity movie... I think Ghost Dimension? It was around that time, yeah. 
What a terrible fucking movie. Ghost Dimension's so bad. <laughs> like, one of the worst movies <laughs> and I've nothing, ever seen. And nothing happens until, like... Talk about 20, nothing happens. 2015. Okay, I was right. Yeah, they, they stretched... Paranormal, they stretched that series out. Yeah, like, 07. Well, yeah, because what? Paranormal, Ghost Dimension, what was before that? Was it Marked One? No. Marked Ones was like a spinoff, so I'm not even really I think Marked One was before that. It, it was, was before that. But well, I know. Then Parallel yeah, Activity 4 was like I in 2011, I, 2012. No, I think, well, I think 4 came out before Marked Ones. Marked Ones came out like five months after. Yeah, it was after very that. close. Cause I, think I that swear to God, Marked Ones came out before 4. It didn't. Are you I, sure? I, I, yeah, it came out like fi- it came out in like January the following year. Yeah, it was a, it was like a really weird release. Like it wasn't their October release or whatever. No, because I love three, and then I watched four. I didn't see four in theaters. Four is dog it shit. Was so fucking. Bad. <laughs> it sucks. And the, those like two million witches at the end. They like at the, where they're just yeah. out in the field. They just like, walking out into a field, and there's just two million witches, and the film ends or whatever. Oh my god, movie's ass. Yeah. But anyway, so we're about to watch The Sacrament, so we're going to pop it in and watch it right now. Yeah, thinks. right in the VCR. Hey, they might have a release for it. Some VCR world probably put one oh, out. Oh, for sure. Probably, yeah. yeah. Alright, so we just watched The Fucking Sacrament, you guys. Fucking, we're back. they're playing Among Us over there, so if you see hear any giggling in the background, it's the, the wife couch it's over the there. the yeah. <laughs> well, what? What? Uh, now that you've, we've gotten through it, because I'm the only one that's seen this before, right? No, this is my first time. Okay, so, was, so yeah. Your first, right. Jared. Have you seen this? Uh, this is your first time as well. I think that it was very obvious by the way that I was reacting to the film that it was my first time. Yeah. So I'll let you guys go first since I've seen it. What do you guys think? I can't believe Buddy watched this before he seen RoboCop. <laughs> Wait, he hasn't seen RoboCop? I've never seen RoboCop. You didn't listen to our, like... No, I listen to... He's listen, got so many episodes to catch up I on. I swear no, to I God, listen, he told listen, me that he listened to no, the episode. I almost the entire episode. I didn't listen to, like, the last ten minutes because I got... The last ten minutes where Buddy made the shocking revelation that yeah. he's never seen RoboCop. I think that you told me what it so was already or something. So it's been a secret, and if Miles had known this, he would have said, Hey, Buddy, instead of the sacrament... We, you need to watch RoboCop, and we need to discuss it on the well, podcast. Well, RoboCop wouldn't be underrated, though. No, it wouldn't be classified. It's underrated by people that I know, it seems. Dan gave it, like, two and a half on oh, Letterboxd. So this oh, is literally the most disgusting oh, thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Me and Dabby Doo, like, are going to kill him next time <laughs> we see him. That's rough. That's, like, Dabby Doo's, like, favorite movie of all time, which pisses me off because I fucking love RoboCop, and it's in my top five. And I, um... Now, any RoboCop, like, vintage gifts that they get for anybody for Christmas always go to Dabby Doo and not me. Fuck that. Yeah. But anyway, the sacrament. So, I thought it was a decent... The the problems that I have with the film are with the way that it was shot, I guess. It was shot way too well to be, like, a found footage in some areas. And even, like, I don't know, Jared express some of this during the film as well but they always seem to like get like the perfect shot in it and it's just like like yeah like that the big spoiler alert here yeah spoilers for all of this and And during the big fucking mass suicide at the end like they're just the camera's just jumping around like fucking crazy like the 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 girl that's filming it must know instant transmission yeah, she you'd have to like assume. fucking hopping around this place. I feel like that's all justifiable, like what you guys just said completely. I feel like the, from like the filmmaker's standpoint, she's great. He wanted to show she's well, a better I'm she's a better about, director than Ty West. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the actual the real directors. Let's you know, I feel like he really wanted to get those scenes to like the kids drinking the poison, things like that. For the shock value, but for also because, like, this is what has happened. Like It really just seems right. like there were parts where he literally just forgot that they were making well, a cause, found Well, because even early on, when, like, before the second camera was even introduced, because there is a second camera that's introduced about midway through. I just have a... Sorry, go ahead. But I was going to say, even when they're in the hospital scene... It was like doing cuts in between the conversation, but the conversation was continuous, but the camera angles weren't. Right, you so know what it's I mean? edited. Yeah. But still, 
it's just shot in a way when they're committing the mass suicide or whatever. It's just shot in the way that, like, suddenly it just felt like I was watching a real movie as opposed to a found footage movie. Right. And it was like, if you really sit here and think about it, you have these people that work for Vice and are supposed to be from professional, like, filmmakers and stuff like that. They make documentaries and everything. But then when the fucking stupid cult girl picks up the camera, suddenly she works for National Geographic. <laughs> and she's just, like, shooting better than anyone who's shot in the entire fucking movie. Right. I think a lot of that was, like I said, that he just was, like, not backed into Until it the all, end. He was kind of like, uh, I will really want to get these shots in, so I'm going to have to suspend disbelief. You know what I mean? Like, I right. didn't suspend my disbelief. It took, it <laughs> it took me out. It took nothing, me right out of it. I was nothing, just like, nothing suspends your disbelief, though. Bullshit. Bullshit. I fucking... Be honest. I mean... No, I watched fucking um, goddamn... Uh, what, what was the name of that goddamn movie again? Which the, one? The, the one we just watched? No. The Host? Host. Yeah. Host. I was fucking into that all the way through and never suspended my disbelief. I know you haven't seen it yet, Miles, even though it, no. it yeah. would take you one-third of Monday Night Raw to watch that movie. Exactly. <laughs> you could skip that last hour of Raw one night. Oh, I mean, I just fall asleep during it now, so. Well, skip the first hour then, and or skip the second hour. You could get that first hour and see, like, the setup for the rest of the episode and already realize, like... Man, it doesn't sound like they're promoting anything good for this episode, just like they have for the past five years. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to watch Host for that second watch hour. Host, yeah. Instead of watching Street Profits versus Miz and John Morrison. Well, Street Profits aren't on Raw, but I know what you mean. Whatever. New Day versus Miz and John Morrison again. I almost forgot what film we're reviewing. We're reviewing the sacrament. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's right? well, This is how you stretch podcasts out. I know you guys don't know the... Well, Buddy knows the technique, and I know Miles, you don't know the technique to... Yeah, I don't know the technique. Okay, you gotta get the podcast stretched out, so you get the ad breaks, like this one right here. Alright, and we're back. (laughs) But yeah, and then, I guess, so, like, one last thing I want to mention about my critiques, because everything else about the film I kind of liked, but I don't know if this is a plot hole, or they just don't really address it, but we have to assume... That after they fleed the scene, they would have had to have gone back to the site because they did leave that second camera there. Yeah, they definitely go back. Recording. They, I, I just assumed that immediately they that they yeah. went back and got the second camera. Yeah. But yeah, but every, I mean, besides the way that it was shot and the, the acting could be a little hokey, a little bit here and there, which kind of takes you out of it. The one guy hurt the girl's brother. Was, yeah. was the worst actor. Yeah, he was awful. Film. Yeah. Um, but you're missing a giant plot hole here, buddy, and I think that they did it on purpose just to piss me off. Like Ty West was like I'm really, Oh, how they kept I'm, running past all the guns? Yeah, this cat ran past like three well, two guns that I counted. At least. If you counted I think more, there were just the two. Two guns and a knife that. that this cat ran past and just like fucking I don't know, man. I don't know. This cat literally watched a dude shoot himself in the fucking head. And he was like, hey, I'm going to keep filming. But you know what I'm not going to do is grab a gun to, to protect Defend myself. myself. Or yeah. even have my fucking partner in crime over here grab this fucking magnum. And I'll just film him fucking sniping people. Or even tell him, like, hey, buddy. One of them is the imposter, by the way. You can tell by the giggling. No. He, I'd be like this. Hey, brother. Check this out. I've just freed you from this fucking handcuffs or whatever this guy had him in. There was a fucking AK-47 laying on the ground over there. I couldn't pick it up because I was still filming. And then the other guy would just look at him and be like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And then he'd be like, no, people need to see this, okay? And they need to see that my film technique is way worse than the fucking um, whatever her name was. I bet you when Caroline when he was, or whatever. Caroline, when he was going through, like, editing the footage, or the, whoever the, he probably wasn't the editor. The, no, the editor of the did. footage was probably just laughing his ass off. He was like, <laughs> fuck, why do we hire these people when fucking Caroline, who's obviously worked at National Geographic or, or BBC or something... Is better than the two videographers who were hired to... He was probably watching the footage of her setting herself on fire. He's like, no! No, bring her back! We need need her here at Vice. She was wonderful. 
as as a filmmaker. She not, wasn't. She wasn't. Her acting was fine too. No, I'm not. I'm saying her character was a wonderful filmmaker, a terrible human being, wasted talent. But she had she had a talent for that camera. Smiles, you've been a little quiet here. Just taking it all in. So tell. So as the Ty West expert and the Sacrament expert, I mean, you bring they, you, you this brought this bring, film to the this table. Bring, this is why they bring us in. I mean, I just think okay. So at the time, can like most of the found footage films that were out were not, they're all supernatural. Whether it's vampires, ghosts, demons. Not Willow Creek. Came out similar time. Okay, well, that one of 200 films. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all right, I'll give it to you. But this just had, like, despite what, you know, I see, obviously, I mean, I watched the same film. I can see what you guys are talking about with some of the critiques, but... Spending my disbelief, this still felt more real at the time than a lot of the found footage that was out. I'm not talking about the way it was shot, but it was very, like, this has happened before in the past. Like, this this type of story. Like, people literally cults have drank the Kool-Aid, which everyone knows that expression, and have died. So it was, like, one of those things where he's, like, it is a horror film, but it's almost, like, how they used to talk about, like, a world film. Like, a Mondo film. Like, Faces of Death, or something that's, like... It's it's almost meant to be played off as like something that actually happened, right? Yeah, um, which was like very different than the found footage films that were out at the time. And I still, because I watched, we probably all watched a ton of found footage back then, especially from the like probably two thousand back then. That, me just wait, in the wait, last wait. month. Well, well, that's also that's also why I was like, oh, Jared's watches because he's been watching a lot of found footage, brushing up on a bunch of stuff, seeing new stuff. Uh. But it was just different. It was just different than anything that had come out. And obviously, I already liked his other films. Because, you know, I, and now I've like, I'm like, I have expectations right. from him. And this was also, obviously, toted to be a different film for him. Which, obviously, we watched The Innkeeper earlier when we were doing Innkeepers, these, these yeah. Innkeepers. And, then, and, so, and we've all yeah, also was, seen House of the Devil. House you the just Devil. watched House of the Devil mm-hmm. fairly so that, recently. So, obviously, this is very different than some of his other stuff. Right. So, I was very excited when this was going to come out to be like, okay... I want to see. And the trailers. I remember the trailers specifically for this film were, like, really good. Like, the way they had them added and the way that, like, things I was like, oh, I'm like, I really want to see this when it came out. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, as I said, like, besides, like, the actual, like, filmmaking part of it, I don't really have any critiques. Like, I liked the story. Um, the characters were a little dumb, but you sort of, like, buy into it. A little it. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I, I feel like the characters at, at times were like, do I want to buy into this is like this place is super fucked up I do think the, uh, this guy AJ uh, Bowen's character I thought he was very believable because he starts like from right away he's just like once when, once they get the note like please help me he's like all of a sudden he kind of like flips trigger and he's like okay like I need to pay attention to everything like things are fucked up like we need to figure out what's going on here and like yeah. we just have to survive the best thing about this was there was like okay we only have to be here for 24 hours so, like, that that was a solid enough thing. Like, can we just get to the morning and we'll get the helicopter, take the footage, go home, and we'll blow this place wide open once we get home. Once we're back to civilization, we have to worry about guys with AKs and, you know, whatever the fuck. Well, the the problem with him is that he is the only character that seems to make sense. And he's also, like, not included in, like, 90% of the last act of the movie. That's true. That is true. There's They're like, this guy's too smart. We need to take him out of the last act of this <laughs> Otherwise movie. Otherwise, it won't make any he sense. He might grab a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> I will say... Which, by the way, he still never... He he well, actually didn't when he had, when presented with the opportunity. He did throw that woman's dead body on top of him to hide when the guy was coming That's true. He also could have grabbed a fucking revolver from the goddamn father's hands. Right. And I feel like literally my- blown that fucking AK-47 guy's, like... Head away, like that would have been nice. Uh, it would have looked. It would have looked yeah. cooler than the the headshot that he received, which was like probably just uh what like a semi-automatic fucking assault rifle that fucking uh went in one end and went out the other, and he just went down. If he was shot with the rifle, we might have got a good head explosion there. Not with the rifle, but with the with the revolver. Right. So you know, you know, I don't know if 
Ty West thought about that or not would have been cooler. Maybe a little more satisfactory. But they did allude to this guy having second thoughts before. The the guy that ended up... The guy up that saved them. Yeah, like the they, made, they like made sure that he was like... He's Fuck, one they should have just gave him a better gun. That, that was the thing. Give him a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> so that he could roll up. I think that... Here's my big thing. Because I liked the movie. I liked the story. Uh, but... I do think that it could have been better because of the way that it didn't suspend my disbelief at the end where you could have used a, like a little bit of a raw film technique. Like you still could have got, you could have got everybody fucking drinking Kool-Aid if, and dying if she would have with just, just like crazy panning shots. Well, that's that are what like, I was going to say. If she, if they would have probably just added any kind of movement. Like she was like walking by, like slowly walking right. by and it was just going across people he really wanted, I guess, I'm just going to keep saying for shock value, there were scenes where it was like a four-year-old kid. Right, but you still could have got that. Oh, I know. No, no, But I'm saying like... It I just like made it super cinematic. Because he wanted it too many still shots. Everything was like still like, I'm like watching you do this fucked up act. I'm watching you do this fucked up act. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense because the girl who's filming it... Worked is, in is, National is, Geographic. Well, I'm saying like like, like like she's aware of what's going on, so she's like very calm and collected. She so like there wasn't the Discovery Channel, like a lot of swooping like camera stuff. Like if it was one of the guys actually she still hired to do it, she could have just been walking around and like you know, like he said, like as opposed to like what I just said, where it's like you know what I mean, it, like walking I, along a line. And if you want to get a kid fucking drinking the fucking Kool Aid, then just say, "Hey, I'm the director, Ty West." I'm going to put this fucking four-year-old right here on this side of the aisle so that when she's walking by, it's going to see a four-year-old drinking the Kool-Aid. And then maybe, did we even see four-year-olds, like, convulsing or anything on the ground? There were a couple. On like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have put, you just could have placed that shit anywhere and made her film it in a more realistic way. So that didn't, that kind of fucked up my suspension of disbelief. And then just how absolutely stupid the fucking main characters were. They were at, like fucked me up too. I okay. So besides the grabbing of the guns, besides the grabbing of the guns that they did not do, I really did not think the characters were as bad as most characters in most horror films or most like, even found footage films. Because how many found like think about a, a film like The Gallows, which is one of the worst films I've ever. Watched. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen. I that. watched that in Erie. I went to Erie. I remember Dan and Joel were like Joel's like, oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, we went. And it was one of the worst things with the worst. Even they, we were went and shot pool after, and we all looked at each other like that was one of the worst things we've watched in a long time. I was like, yeah, that was really bad. Like, well, them saying that doesn't shock me, but you know, you. <laughs> I when I see something that's like all around from start to finish, it's just like a turd. I mean, I'm letting you know, but I don't. I just don't see how them not like picking up guns doesn't make them just as equally as stupid as any other movie where Laurie Strode doesn't keep the fucking knife after she stabbed Michael Myers. I'm saying it's, it's definitely a horror movie trope, but if you want this shit to fucking hit hard, like something about a movie about mass fucking suicide should, then like maybe you should not have the fucking tropes. And it's, and it's not a thing where it was like, Oh, it kind of slipped Ty West mind. No, he purposely filmed this guy passing guns on purpose to just be like, okay, this is definitely fucking phony because he just saw an assault rifle there. And instead of picking that up, he's like, it's more important for me to hold my stupid fucking camera and film a bunch of bodies that are already dead. There are, and when I think about situations like this, there are some people that literally don't want to shoot people. Like men, are, even, even in like dumb in situations where they should kill people. We're they talking don't. about we're talking about the guy that said, "No, we're not bringing the fucking 7-year-old girl back with us. Are you crazy?" The selfish character. Yeah. The character that was showing selfish tendencies earlier in the movie is the guy that's going to say, back for, "I don't want to shoot anybody." He he went back for his bro though. So it's like true fucking uh true bro at the yeah, end. Yeah, it was right a good there. friendship moment, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we all liked the film. I, I mean, like but then, I think we can all acknowledge there were some 
some interesting things about it. Maybe I liked miles. it. I gave it three and a half. That's a really good score for me. That is yeah. good. It's very and entertaining. And you're the found footage expert in recent years, so that's a <laughs> that's a resounding score thing, from you. The thing is with this film is once you got something to say. Once it starts, it never really like that's really well paced. You have to admit that the story pacing is. Oh, great. the pacing was good. Like, you don't ever yeah. like they just keep moving along. Not at like a rap, but it's like this, 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 this. Like it's not like they got to the village. They spent maybe seven, eight minutes interviewing some people, who like they all interacted with later, things like that. So you got to feel for the just the, the few characters they wanted you to get a feel for the nurse, those basketball players, things like that. They needed to show those things so you could be like, oh, this maybe this place isn't so bad. Maybe these people really did get away from maybe the horrible lives they had, and even even them are like, oh, this seems all right, you know. And then they go they go to the meeting with the father, and they're like, "Oh, this is fucking right." Getting some real if, is this every night? Like they have weird religious ceremonies five you know five to seven days a week, like doing this shit. Like this is a little weird. Uh, and then obviously father like dodging conversations, things like that. I think the guy that did father, I, he was super believable. Like I believe that that was that guy. I really I still when I watch it the first time and this time. I like the guy's acting. Like, he was just a total... Oh, he's good. He's on the cover of the fucking movie, right? He was on the DVD menu. No, okay. He's on the DVD menu. And he's on... When you rate it on Letterboxd, he's He's on the the main poster, poster, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was good. He was good. He had fucking Mazer Laser drinking his tea. Yeah, she was really she buying was into nodded, some of the stuff he's saying. She's nodding along with the stuff he's saying. And I was like, like, you are fine. I'm never taking you to a religious gathering ever. You're gonna... He said... You like the problem with that is is that as I'm hearing him talk, I can hear that he's full of bullshit. Yeah, and he's manipulative and stuff. Yeah, he's like Major Laser hears socialism. She's like, (laughs) hell yeah. She's like, capitalism is bad. She's like, whoa, anti racism. It's good. Anti racism, no sex. Yeah, that was about the only cool thing he said. That way, yeah. he's very into Christianity and God, so we can assume he dislikes the the homosexuals. Is he though? He seems by the end of the movie, he seems like a guy who read a Bible while he was doing coke. That's true. <laughs> he yeah. did do a bunch of coke before he blew his brains out. So at least right, so it's kind of revealed at the end of the movie because this is supposed to be like a commune for people recovering drug addicts and alcoholics and stuff. But in reality, they weren't recovered. They were still doing drugs because even Caroline was doing drugs she, yeah, with that's them. What, well, that's what, yeah, like the, the, you know, the filmmakers are like, Caroline seemed pretty high. She like almost fell over and was yeah. right. before she went. But is that how you act on coke? Maybe she was doing something no, else. No, I think she was, I, they said like. Pills, maybe. Yeah, hers was something else. Because I think he had pill bottles behind him too. He did, yeah. Like then there was like other syringes too. Like fucking probably, that dude probably had like. Think about where they were. They probably were like those fucking dudes with the guns. Like he's probably like, take this money and go to the black market and get all these drugs so I can fuck all these young women. You know what I mean? Just like any any cult leader. Like, hey, how many like twenty something girls can I convince? To do right, because it's insinuated up? that he's fucking Caroline. Yeah, like yeah. He's like, I need you to come here and help me with something, and then she just goes in and they shut the lights off. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's clear that and he's she full comes of out high as a kite. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's good. He's supposed to be uh, Ty West. This was actually his last film that wasn't a VHS short for like the VHS series. So uh, he finally shot something else. I think he, I think he did some like Game of Thrones episodes though, when he was doing a bunch of t- like TV and stuff like that. Oh, everybody that listens to Two Nerds a podcast knows me and Buddy are huge fans. Yeah, Game of, of Thrones. Game of one Thrones. of our we've reviewed every episode <laughs> in depth. We've brought Ricky on to help guest guest review him. Yeah, I heard that show had a terrible last season. I actually oh, did yeah, watch every, the finale because we went to the, the fuck season. we went to the fucking arcade bar, and I was trying to you know play Burger Time, get all this shit going on. It was the fucking Game of Thrones finale. They turned off all the fucking games. Wow. Fucking everyone's watching HBO, and I'm just like, this is the worst night of my life. I would have been so pissed. And there was probably like a Pepsi in the background shot. Or something. <laughs> oh, the Starbucks cup, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. No, it was so bad that like fans were like demanding. Oh yeah, everyone they, like, they reshoot, reshoot the last it. season. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone hates the last season of Game of Thrones. Like anyone I've ever 
meth that talks about it. One bad season, though. It's better than, like, you know, like, Dexter like went, like, three bad seasons until it went down, right? Something like that. I didn't watch but Dexter. I, I but it doesn't sound it. like those seasons were as horrible as that one season of Game of Thrones. Well, that's why I'm like, man, I wish I watched the show so I could just at least understand, is it really that bad? Like, is it really the worst thing anyone's ever seen? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. But don't the know. sacrament wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen. No, no. we've seen far worse. Um, yeah, any other Willow Creek? Any <laughs> any other thoughts on the on the sacrament, or is it time to ride off into the sunset uh, on this one? Final final thoughts. It still held up well because I haven't seen it in years. It's and been fucking seven years. <laughs> Come on, now. you know how much shit I've seen in seven years. You know, you know how much things that I've watched. Okay, but I'm saying that, like, it's not like it's going to be, like, seven years is not enough time for a film to just, like, be like, wow, that didn't age good. I'm not talking about yeah. aging Maybe well, but, Borat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, you watch something and you're like, ah, oh, this is pretty Maybe decent. Maybe you, something that was shot in 2000 didn't age that well by 2002 when they're like, <laughs> oh, wow, there's the Twin Towers in the background. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. By the way, we watched uh, the Survivor Series the other day, and um, not Survivor SummerSlam, and there's SummerSlam, <laughs> SummerSlam 1989, and um, there's a match between Demolition and the Twin Towers, and it, and a person was holding a sign in the crowd that said demolition will topple the twin towers and on the sign it didn't have a picture of 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 big boss man and uh akeem i think they were the twin towers it had a picture of the twin towers the world trade center on the sign and i was just like whoa that's that's things, fucking, things that don't age well that's fucking weird well, and, and and could you have picked a better tag team name by the way too is Demolition will topple the Twin Towers. True. At least it didn't say the Taliban will topple the Twin Towers or George Bush. (laughs) But that's a discussion for the next episode of Two Nerds a Podcast. Is that coming out after this? I don't know which will come out first, but... Well, this better come out first, because... <laughs> we'll see. I've already hey, but like if that. not, but if people don't listen to Tuners, and they're listening to this for some reason, they you can go... You can go back on. in the catalog. Yeah. Great episode about conspiracy theories coming up, featuring... I guess Midnight Miles is gonna come spew some knowledge on it. Yeah. yeah. The the resident conspiracy theory expert. So yeah. That's my new title, honestly. I didn't I didn't know, but that's, that's on my uh, podcast resume now. So make sure you bring your tinfoil caps... And your uh, metal detectors. Uh, Alex Jones is going to pop in for a night. <laughs> Alex Jones is calling into the show. Yeah. <laughs> Personal friend of mine. Yeah, he's going to pop on real quick. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that's about it for this time. Let us know what underrated films we should check out in the future. Next episode, it's, my, it's my turn to pick some films. It is your turn. Um, I, I almost was going to say... More on the sacrament, but I'm just gonna say, if people, if you haven't seen it, watch it because it's a good, it's a good time. So. Yeah, mm, that is fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. We'll see you in the next one. So. It's fun. It's fun. It's movie. fun. Fun. It's a fun movie. Fun. It's fun as a movie about children fun. committing suicide. Fun, as really you can get, right yeah. Term. Well, listen. I mean, my my suspension of disbelief was totally shot by the time they were killing themselves. So I was having fun with it. Yeah. That's what cinema's supposed to do, right? No, my no, it's, you're <laughs> it's not supposed to shoot my suspension. No, it's oh. supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, Som- I think so. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I don't know how many people had fun watching Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs>